0: Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast, 30 minutes, 50 for subscribers of news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty and justice. This is Monica Perez.
1: And I'm Brad Binkley.
0: And today is Share the Show Tuesday. And on Share the Show Tuesday, we ask you to share the show with somebody you know who is either ready to have the scales pulled from their eyes or has actually given up on all media because they know that it is full of lies. We are here to pull back the curtain to curate all these actual yes propaganda agenda mostly lies and see what the real purpose is try to keep you informed so that you can live in the world and not be fooled but also not have your head in the sand and if you do that share it with a specific person or on your social media or you can give us a review on iTunes or your favorite podcasting platform and specifically if you would share it with somebody anybody you know in Georgia or Colorado I'm going to tell you at the end of the show about a couple of meetups that are happening there over the next week. And uh, just a few things that we're doing live. We do the DNB live on Rumble every Thursday at one o'clock Pacific, four o'clock Eastern and the entire DNB XR live on Rockfin. So rockfin.com slash propaganda report. Very fun on Thursdays. And uh, I think that's it for this week, except for that it is. O2. 22, 2022, and a very popular day to get married in Vegas, apparently.
1: Very interesting. It's a definitely a unique date, and I'm sure probably a lot of mystical or, or strange things that might happen on this day, or at least people attribute to this day. Who knows? The top story of the day is obviously... President's speech a little while ago, he sanctioned Russia, their banks, and he declares Ukraine invasion has begun. He announced the first series of sanctions to punish Russia for invading Ukraine, targeting two Russian banks and the country's sovereign debt. What Biden said was he he said Russia's recognition of the two separatist republics in eastern Ukraine and their decision to deploy troops there indicated Putin was carving out a big chunk in Ukraine and setting up a rationale to go much further. And some of the details were that he said two Russian financial institutions, the VEB and the Russian military bank, would be put under sanctions. And he also said that their sovereign debt would be sanctioned so that Russia could no longer raise money from the West and cannot trade its new debt on our markets or European markets either. And he also said that the sanctions on the Russian elites and their family members would be rolled out starting tomorrow and that the U.S. had stronger sanctions in store if Putin continues the invasion.
0: Wow. Well, I have quite a few reactions to this story from top to bottom. One is I was absolutely shocked that Putin... Did what he did. He recognized the independence of the two regions, Lutensk and Donetsk. It's uh, the Donbass, Donetsk and Luhensk. And those two places uh, were the places that were native Russian speakers that have always objected to the Ukraine going fully westernized, banning Russia as a language. And there were agreements, the Minsk agreements, which allowed for a few things. Uh, amnesty for people that Ukraine said were kind of traders or rebels who had been working for the independence or at least semi-autonomy of those regions and then the what they were really supposed to do was set up local elections and a fairly autonomous government in those regions those were the minsk agreements and they absolutely were not followed to the point where luhansk and donetsk started to set up their own elections they had referenda to see if people wanted to declare their independence because of these failures this was all been going on since 2015. Now the we I want to get into in the deepest dive of the day this concept that Biden tried it out and Obama tried it out tried it out about how we need to defend or acknowledge Ukraine's territorial integrity. That is not a thing, uh, but I was just shocked that Putin really went this far. And I do believe he is deploying troops there. At least he has permission from his Duma, I guess it's still called to deploy troops there. Even, I think he's even got permission, which they say they have no plans of doing of setting up a military base there. And as so so, I was shocked, and when I tweeted that, like, I can't believe you went this far. One tweet got it exactly right in a single word, alpha. And alpha? there's just alpha. Yeah, there's just no way. Every once in a while, like something really big like this. They, I'm not a good chess player. I'm okay, but I'm like, I'm not a really good chess player. So I don't always see the end game. I was shocked that Putin did this, but yeah, I mean, he just isn't going to back down, I guess. And I I believe that we, well, the Ukrainians were not implementing the Minsk agreements. We're not respecting the kind of buffer zone that Putin said he needed. It was, it was, it was alpha.
1: It was. And Biden did say that while we're not going to send troops to, to be deployed to fight in Ukraine, that Americans would feel the consequences of war, which would include higher gas prices, which we're already feeling, so this could be then attributed, looking back to this conflict. He also said that he wanted to send a
0: an unmistakable message that the U.S. was willing to defend every inch of NATO territory, which demonstrates exactly why it is a totally unjustifiable treaty. We have no no military or our own defensive interest in in NATO countries. There's there's just no reason for us to go defend Poland or any place else.
1: Yeah, you would think that, but they have their other views of that in mind, I guess.
0: And that's why they don't, that's why it's not valid because look, it's going to get you into a war that has nothing to do with nothing. Um, Certainly nothing to do with us, but I'll tell you a little bit about that gas situation if you want to hear it.
1: Can I say one more thing before we hear that? Yeah, Another thing that this is impacting greatly, which they're not talking a lot about in the mainstream news, is the crypto market is crashing again, and it's been in limbo a lot lately, and a lot of it is being attributed to this Ukraine conflict, the uncertainty around it, and it just makes me think again about the tactic of the elites, the wealthy of the world, to crash markets so they can gobble it all up. They can then centralize it to themselves and then let it go right back up once all all the dust is settled. Maybe. But Russia
0: also said that they were considering or implementing curbs or even a ban on crypto. China has a similar approach. So if they are pushing Russia out of the Western banking markets, then maybe all of a sudden. So I've always said my problem with crypto is you can't you can't really identify the supply of it so you can't value it if you assume that the demand is the entire earth's global or the entire global financial system then you've got a sense of the demand but in this case now this puts demand and uncertainty also because you could be taking out russia and china from the demand and and another thing to the extent that they're They're going to discourage or impair Russia's ability to access financial markets for their own debt. I don't know if people remember me mentioning this, but not that long ago, 25 years ago, maybe, Russia defaulted on its debt. And so it doesn't have 130% national debt like we do, 130% of GDP. Last time I looked, which was years ago, it was only 13%. I don't have no idea where it is now, but when you don't have access to financial markets because you have a terrible credit rating or because you are paying super high prices because they're doing things like this that discourages you from having that kind of debt which to me is their greatest source of strength now High energy prices is also a source of strength for them. Yes, if they're not selling into the market at those prices, then they're not getting that money. But it's much worse for them if energy prices go down. But all along this whole journey, I expected that the number one goal, at least short-term goal here was to get Germany to justify not certifying the Nord Stream 2 gas pipeline from Russia to Germany. Now, they've got a new chancellor in there. He's totally unproven. They probably put all sorts of pressure on him from all directions. And he went ahead finally and said, well, what he said was that that. Vladimir Putin's recognition of separatist territories in eastern Ukraine was unjustified and incomprehensible. However, let me just contrast that with the Chinese um, foreign minister. What he said to Blinken, he said that the these. Changes that what Putin did was connected to the continued failure to implement the 2015 Minsk agreement, which provided a roadmap for peaceful reintegration of the breakaway regions of the Donbass into Ukraine. Um, It said Moscow and, uh, said Moscow said Kiev's refusal to meet its obligations under the Minsk protocol and its Minsk protocol and its obvious refusal to seek a negotiated resolution with its rebel regions justified the move. So for the German chancellor to say that it is unjustified and incomprehensible is really just him talking to people who are ignorant because it is comprehensible. And according to some pretty some people who are equal to him on the world stage certainly they think it's actually justified so he's he's just saying this i actually had to also wonder if there was any liability to Germany. So Russia actually finished that Nord Stream pipeline on its own dime. It is full uh, sole proprietor of it. However, 50% of it is owned by five European energy companies. This isn't like an 11 billion dollar project. Uh, they there has been concern or there was hesitation by insurance companies to insure it, but the The Swiss-based operating company of Nord Stream 2 says that they're fully insured. Now, that could just be Russia insuring itself. I don't know. But I'd be curious to know where the liability lies in these kind of real damages. Now, Russia has said Germany will pay for their move on Nord Stream 2. And I'm just wondering if they have to actually pay or what I think they were talking about was increased gas prices. Will make them pay that they'll have to actually pay double or something like that. And then there was a funny little thing, <laughs> but I thought it was very telling about maybe some future plans, which was Putin. It was this, it was reported that he embarrassed his own uh, director of foreign intelligence. Um, and this is what went down. Nurishkin, that guy is is named Norishkin, he said, I support the proposal about the entry of the Donetsk and Luhansk People's Republics into the Russian Federation. Entry into the Russian Federation, I was like, huh? And Putin, like, starts jumping down his throat. We're not talking about that. We're not discussing that. We're talking about recognizing their independence. And Nerishkin says, yes, I support their proposal for independence. And now I realize, of course, they are going to absorb it. I wondered if it was going to be a teeny little country called Donbass. But now I feel like they're definitely going to absorb it, especially if they're going to build a military thing. But if you think of it that way, as a failure of the Minsk agreement of those two... Provinces or whatever they call them. oblasts, who that have been in dispute since the very beginning who was really um, Slapped in the face by the no Russians. No Russian speaking aloud it There's no reason to think that this has any is is about Putin invading Ukraine or wanting to take more territory out of Ukraine and I have more on that Which I'll get to in the in the deepest dive of the day
1: All right. Well, I might have some answers to why, despite a lot of things being revealed right now, why a lot of Democrats seem to not be accepting some some truths that contradict some of the things that they previously previously believed anyway. Some some other answers, perhaps, than ones we've already talked about. There was a new Gallup poll that was released. By the Gallup and the Knight Foundation did it. So, you know, the Knight Foundation, very, very connected. Like Knight
0: Ritter Or Knight's Gallup? What?
1: The Knight Foundation, okay. which is connected to the Clintons and... Glad of the Oh yeah. Oh, okay. So they found this survey found that younger Democrats are driving a huge decline in national news consumption across the US, while there's a decline across all Republicans, Democrats, and Independents, when it comes to Democrats, especially younger ones, it is a huge decline. This is the first time since the study began in 2018 that Democrats have reported having less interest in the national news than Republicans and and Independents. Now, listen to these numbers. 34% of Democrats say they paid a great deal of attention to the national news in 2021. That's compared to 69% who say they paid a great deal of attention to the news in November of 2020. That's a drastic wow. drop. And then now,
0: what do they count as the news? I wonder, because I Trevor Noah has been the source of or the Daily Show has been the source of news for like 20 years for these yeah, that demographic.
1: That's a good question. But that also illustrates that they can reach people with propaganda through other channels. Whether right. Or not they classify. That's right. It as yes. news. So, What's in that basket? When it comes to 18 to 34-year-olds twenty that are Democrats, 24% of them say they paid a great deal of attention in 2021 to the national news, specifically national news, compared to 70% say they compared a great deal of attention to national news in November of 2020. So, 70% to 24%, a huge drop, and... It was only a slight drop across Republicans, and they say that the data, according, they say during the Biden administration, the data shows a marginal decline in interest in the national news from Republicans, and that overall, the study found that fewer Americans are paying attention to the national news at any time since 2018, but they do say that while interest in the national news has declined significantly, the percentage of Americans who say they pay a great deal of attention to local or international news has remained consistent year over year, which might also give. Some insight into why they're targeting these local news outlets to propagate the same messages that they're propagating from the top.
0: Right. Very interesting. And there was that weird thing I have still not totally understood, which is that the the subsidiarity or the federated system that we have from like states to national to municipalities and everything really did come to the fore under covid now i assume that that was in order to bolster the argument that everything should be regulated consistently across the country because it causes so many problems but i think a lot of people thought it was their only salvation
1: yeah and think about this so 2020, when it's peaking, their interest in news, they're hearing about, well, like 2018 to 2020, they're hearing Russiagate stuff, the Mueller investigation still talking about all of that. They're hearing all of this stuff that are lies being propagated as absolute truth. Then we get to 2021 and we start to reveal all of these things related to those things they used to hear that shows a lot of that stuff into oh. being lies and they're not paying attention in 2020. They're not watching in 2021. It's the hate watching. You might be Right. You might be right that people prefer to hate watch. Maybe. That they were only
0: watching it because of Trump. And I will tell you, this show, like the prep for our show, is so much harder to find really interesting headlines. You can always do it. We do six stories a day or 10. You can always find them. But it takes so much longer because Trump used to just serve them up on a platter.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: It always had that personal element, always had conflict. It always had all the elements of, of drama
1: yeah, and if you're conducting studies like this, and you see that the viewership is down that much, or the interest, and it's like, okay, we can start releasing these things out now because we know not as many people are paying. Oh, for
0: that's money. also a good point. Making it boring. I did always say that. Like, if you make it super, super boring, yeah, who knows what they can get done? Well, I have a short one for you, and I think your next one's short too. So we have enough time. This uh, it's a very very sad story. Byron sent this to me. Never heard of this chick Zoe Sozo Sozo or is it Zoe Sozo? Bethel. Uh, she's a gorgeous young black woman, twenty seven years old. She was, um, I think, Miss Alabama possibly. She was um, a reporter for Right Side Broadcasting Network. I just looked it up, and it looks like young conservatives. And I mean, she was just she was a model. She was a she's a band, brand ambassador for Turning Point USA, which I'm not familiar with, and Liberty University's Falkirk Center. Um, Turning she, Point USA is an act yeah. a
1: right wing activist group, okay. for younger Republicans.
0: Okay, yeah, and I think she had something to do with Project Veritas, all of that. She was had a contract with a modeling agency. They say she didn't really have a contract with them, but it got completely canceled when she went to uh, the White House to meet Trump under. Like the banner of something like that, like young uh, right-wing activists, maybe even young black people uh, being getting involved with the, President Trump. That was the thing that got her canceled. So I was just reading, and uh, so she died, and I was. It came out. Byron brought it to my attention that she died of some mysterious accident, and her head was caved in. She was in a coma for a week. Then, as I was investigating, the headline changed of the actual he- article he sent me, which is that she had supposedly attempted suicide a week ago by jumping off a seven story building or the balcony summit seven- in Miami.
1: I thought that was the same story.
0: Yeah. So, but it's not the same story as the Chesley Christ Cr- story a couple of weeks ago. Okay? okay. So, let me just tell you. So, she. So I'm looking at this and I am I want to dig into it because it was weird. And there's just too many suicides and young women. And I keep thinking like people are dying of blood clots and they're just like hitting them in the head and making it look like it's something different. I don't know what, you know, like to mask or whatever. I really don't know. I was mystified. But then I looked into her story and I was reading an article that I put in the show notes here where this part of it said. The incident of Zoe getting canceled by her modeling agency gave her The Motivation to be a Role Model and Advocate for Free Speech and Self-Expression. Now, this article was written one year ago, not even a year ago. Zoe serves as inspiration for the American youth using her situation to remind them that free speech is a fundamental American right protected by the Constitution. She's a proud mother, Christian, and American. So I read this article. She's not just a Christian. She is a Bible-thumping child of evangelists. She, every single answer she gave in this question started and ended with God. Every single solitary answer. she said she was really shattered when she lost her modeling thing in 2018 but she can't believe that she's now um, with the right side broadcasting network and taking such a more meaningful role in her life and it's an opportunity for her and like you just don't know what God has in store for you it was extremely positive but most important it was extremely religious she was an anti abortion activist and I just don't think there I think it's highly unlikely that that was a suicide now now, maybe she fell off. Maybe she was defenestrated, which means somebody throws you out a window to kill you. And 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 here's the thing. I, I think there's a couple of weird things that I think. One is that I think sometimes they take an incident And they mirror that incident because they feel like it's plausible and they use that to take out somebody they wanted to take out so with kate spade then anthony bourdain within a week also killed himself in the same manner and then this chesley christ who was also a beauty queen jumped off a building Now it's being reported it was the ninth floor, but it was the 27th floor. That was the original reports. And that does look like where the balconies were on that building. And now this woman supposedly did a similar thing and she was in a similar position like I just that's freaky to me. And so if I were really go down a rabbit hole or suspects, why would someone kill this person? I think that and I'm pretty confident they have a way of evaluating when somebody is at a flashpoint, when someone could actually make a difference. And that is what they say where people are in danger is if they know firsthand information that they might let out or if they're really charismatic leaders that could galvanize a minority or like a, you know, a strong subset of the population so i don't know what happened to this poor woman but i think her parents are probably horrified and devastated at the thought that she was a suicide and when you read about her people just loved her and can't find a picture of her without her smiling her positivity i just i i you know i'm not buying it
1: yeah uh, that that's very interesting angle on it that taking them out before they reach you know that popular right. at moment. Otherwise yeah. it sounds like it's she could be somebody who had who gathered a large base of followers. All right, final story for me of the, of the uh day anyway is the Killers, the three men responsible for the death of Ahmaud Aubrey, they were found guilty today of federal hate crimes. This is the McMichaels and William Bryan. They face the possibility now of a life sentence for the hate crimes convictions. There is no parole in the federal system. They had already been convicted of life sentences at the state level, with Bryan being the only one who had the possibility of parole. So this is more of a symbolic hate crime conviction or a precedent-setting hate crime conviction. U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland commented on it. He said that Aubrey was targeted, chased and shot and killed while running on a public street. Today, a jury of defendants and of his peers found unanimously beyond reasonable doubt that the defendants acted because Mr. Aubrey was black. And this is a case where they took three guys who it was obvious that you could find racial stuff in their background. Who probably are racist, and they use them to set this precedent of determining what intent is in the act of, I mean, the evidence they used during this case were, here, here's some examples of it, it was text messages they sent to each other that they sent to friends, Facebook posts that they made. And obviously some of the video during the crime, but messages that weren't involved in the case at all. There's messages about them making racist. They said, they said some very horrible things on social media, and they seem like they're not good people. However, to say that some, if someone says something racist at one point in their life, like these guys did, does that mean that something that they do in the future is definitely a racist, hate-motivated act? I don't know that it does. It could be, but I don't know. that. It Especially think, since
0: there's reasonable doubt, given that that right. guy was snooping around in that. Happened.
1: Absolutely. And I, I think
0: that And there's been is, a little bit of crime in the area. I mean, I'm not... I'm just saying it's reasonable
1: doubt. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I agree that... There was reasonable doubt there, and I think that these guys appear to be more stupid in this case than they do racist in their actions. Not saying that they aren't racist because their background does make them seem to be racist, but I think this sets kind of a dangerous standard. While nobody is defending these guys as being good guys because they don't seem really like they are, but this type of thing is going to be how this is applied in the future. I think is what what we want to watch for because. The way that they're calling th- anything racist that disagrees let, with the yeah. main narrative. Yeah, if this type of standard gets applied to that, to other things, then I think we're going to reach kind of a, a scary place.
0: It seems like from every direction, the absolute main goal has has been for a couple of years. I actually wrote an article about it a couple of years ago. Uh, the First Amendment, absolutely under attack. They want you to not have the nerve to speak out about anything to protest, to finance a protest. I mean, it's not they'll use any means necessary. They love the idea of everything being racist, justifying, silencing you and chilling you. But those truckers in Ottawa, that's going to be a precedent for us that we can't finance protests that we can't personally get to. And it's all about just making people feel terrified of ever saying anything that isn't strictly in line with the PC view. It's kind of like the way CEOs are supposed to represent stakeholders instead of shareholders. They get politicians in these positions. They get politics to dominate now the personal sector of life. Then it's the business sector. They just have a way of making it's like the slow march through the institutions now has gotten to every single person and it's not really they're not really after chilling speech about race they're they're about anybody objecting to their policies okay so we do have the deepest dive of the day yet to come but before we get to that and in that as i said i'm going to tell you uh try to get to the bottom of the concept of territorial integrity which is not a thing and um, in the xr What four Republican senators are responsible for keeping Biden's Vax mandate in place, and who is going to be affected by AT and T's most recent decision? You'll want to hear about that, and of course, a big thanks to the sponsor of today's show, the Rye Guys.
2: Do you love freedom? Does the daily news leave you shaking your head? Does mindless conformity give you the heebie-jeebies? Are you surrounded by people who just don't get it? Are you right now wearing clothes? You over there, yes you, do you like cool clothes? Well, meet the Rye Guys, makers of fun, freedom-loving t-shirts and more, quality products for independent thinkers and other such troublemakers. We make each of our handcrafted tees with equal parts satire, mischief, and rye social commentary. Put on one of our tees and you'll meet kindred spirits, share a laugh, and enjoy great conversation take off one of our tees and well we're not here to judge you we support liberty peace and voluntary solutions to societal ills and you have our word our products are never tested on animals other than sacred cows so stop by today at www.ryguys.com that's w-r-y-g-u-y-s.com. ryguys.com. the rye guys a rye wit for today's shit
0: And you can use Prop 10 as a promo code to get 10% off anything you buy there. But really what you should do is just noodle around because the t-shirts are hilarious. And by coincidence, Binkley, you are wearing the t-shirt.
1: I am. I love this t-shirt. Cool
0: And the beautiful colors. I have a purple one. You have a green one. And that one's the propaganda one, right? Yes. Yes, I love it. And people love it. But they have to read the whole thing, which really gets you talking. A
1: lot of people staring at your back for a second.
0: Yes, and actually, we just did the emotional wellness Zoom party over the weekend, and one of the things we didn't get to—it was just there was so much to cover—but one of the things I was going to recommend is buy one of the T-shirts from Rye Guys or LibertyGear.net and get a conversation started because that is literally how I met my best friend out here. Was just she was wearing a T-shirt that I that I that resonated with me, and it started a conversation. Then you know that story. That Very was cool, a freaky yeah. story. That was a synchro to the max. We'll talk about that another time. But if you do, I actually put together an um montage of excerpts from that Zoom party. I did it's audio only to protect the the beautiful faces on screen who maybe you know really shared some interesting and personal things and I got a couple of emails recently from patrons saying Uh, you know looking forward to it saying one of the reasons that they are patrons is because they look forward so much even if they can't participate in the zoom party because it's for patron saints only even um just a regular content level like the truth sponge level does get to hear the excerpt so we have so much material even at the truth sponge level of patreon highly recommend we recently did a patron only q a this is patron only zoom party excerpts we do all the dnb xr is available to you and it's available to you on your favorite podcasting platform because patreon.com propaganda report is the only way you can get a premium feed onto your favorite podcasting platform it's really really a great way to connect with the community we love all three of our platforms and uh, today i encourage you to check out patreon.com propaganda report and now on to the deepest dive of the day okay so Obama said this and Biden is also saying this now that we have some kind of commitment or desire to protect the sovereignty of Ukraine and its territorial integrity, which in this case are opposite things. And I'll tell you why, because I mean, basically, what, do you, what does sovereignty mean to you? Just Your any own- definition.
1: Well, I'm going to not give you a textbook definition, but your freedom to do as you will.
0: Self-governance, I think, is one way, uh, you know, a sovereign citizen, which is a funny expression that feels a little contradictory. But the idea that you are sovereign over yourself and your property and that government emerges as an extension of your right to have personal um uh, you know, not integrity, but like you can defend yourself and your property. You self govern, whatever. So when this happened with Crimea, Ukraine just, when Victoria Newland implemented this coup over the ukrainian government a lot of people in ukraine were fine with moving towards the eu rather than moving towards russia it was kind of a divided country putin pointed that out it's like ukraine was never its own country anyway we should never let it go but it it's very clear when you have different religions especially when they're geographic and nature and tied to a language that that's a real schism in the culture so the majority of ukraine i think its majority is west and uh ukrainian or whatever is their first language and they are i guess what it would be kind of the equivalent of greek orthodox or catholic whatever and then the east is russian speaking russian orthodox and they identify with russia crimea is was always russian they have uh their black sea fleet is there russia was never going to give let crimea go but now these other two places luhansk and donetsk in the donbass so so Crimea had a referendum, like 80 something percent of the people showed up and 90 something percent of the people voted to go with Russia. And that's that. I mean, that's more than we ever have. And it's and it's probably more than we would have had in the American Revolution.
1: Well, they do say that it was obviously a rigged election, although when we see things over here that seem like obviously rigged elections, you know,
0: that's a good point. But international observers Validated the Crimean one for sure. Yeah. Whereas, and yeah, we say we just you know draw them. But now the Luhansk and Donetsk ones, they did referendums there, referenda there, and they had similar results. In Luhansk, eighty one percent showed up and ninety six percent voted for separation. That's practically unanimous. In Donetsk, seventy five percent showed up and ninety five percent voted yes, but that the circumstances of that vote seem to be highly contested. But their argument is you were supposed to let us have our own elections. You didn't implement that. You didn't recognize us as semi-autonomous. We're just trying to validate what we think is true, which is we are not we don't even speak your language. This is and, and we're not having any kind of special consideration for that. Uh, and we just want to verify that our people believe that agree with that. So it didn't it wasn't a completely schlocky election process. Uh, so I don't know. It's hard to say, but it, it seems pretty clear that if especially if you're thinking from a Democratic point of view, that the vast majority of people in those two oblasts want to not be a part of Ukraine, either be independent or be a part of Russia. I think that's clear. Uh, I'm confident that's true. So so they want to exercise their sovereignty. Yet. In order to invalidate that claim to self governance, both Obama and Biden made up this thing called territorial integrity, as if a nation state had a natural geographic boundary, which some do and some don't. And regardless, what is it that gives you the right to self determination? Is it you being living on the land? Is it you owning the land? What is it? But in this case, it seems that the people who live on the land do actually own the land. So you don't even have to parse that and say, do they have a right if they're just renters or sharecroppers or whatever? It seems that it they have any right that you could measure, they have to decide who how they are governed, how they govern themselves, which is what we always say, right? So just wanted to read a couple of quotes that show how our our american experiment was founded in the same principles as these guys deciding on their own self-governance so this is just from obviously the declaration of independence we hold these truths to be self-evident all men are created equal they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights that among these are life liberty and the pursuit of happiness that to secure these rights governments are instituted among men i mean I guess that's what the argument is, right? Uh, Deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Now, Thomas Jefferson is obviously a proponent of government, makes this claim about consent of the governed. I, I don't stipulate that at all. Not at all. But I'm saying that even if I just acquiesce to the arguments of statists, what argument could they possibly have for its legitimacy? I say it's probably not legitimate, basically, under any circumstances in the form that we currently observe it, a course, of monopoly on the use of force over a given territory. But... Anything our president might have to stand on is reflected in that, as well as these two passages I've had the moments to uh, from Vittel's Law of Nations," which I read about in John Coleman's Committee of 300. He's very learned. a
1: very and- interesting book.
0: Oh, you like that book, too? Yeah. Yes. And the Vittel's Law of Nations, he says, and I, I think I verified this, was the single most influential work on the founders in their drafting of our foundational documents. And what Vittel says, and you can see some of the language reflected, it says, if any nation is dissatisfied with the public administration, it may apply the necessary remedies and reform the government. But observe that I say the nation, for I am very far from meaning to authorize a few malcontents or incendiaries to give disturbance to their governors by exciting murmurs and seditions. None but the body of a nation have a right to check those at the helm when they abuse their power. When the nation is silent and obeys, the people are considered as approving the conduct of their superiors or at least finding it supportable. And it is not the business of a small number of citizens to push the state in danger under the pretense of reforming it." So uh, now you could say, well, this has to be the whole nation so that you can have mob rule and oppress a given body of people, but they are asserting their rights to be their own nation. He says, goes on to say, if therefore the state or the prince refuses or neglects to succor a body of people who are exposed to imminent danger from themselves in this case, the latter being thus abandoned, they've been abandoned and they were because this Minsk agreement was not taken into account, become perfectly free to provide for their own safety and. Preservation in whatever manner they find most convenient, without paying the least regard to those who, by abandoning them, have been the first to fall in their duty. And I would say, in answer to the German Chancellor's argument that this is incomprehensible and unjustifiable, it's comprehensible. And they're making this type of argument, I think, to justify it. Now, you can argue with that. You can you can dig in and say the referendum wasn't right, or you can't have uh, a geographical thing. But it's a little more nuance it really goes to what i consider to be the most fundamental question the most fundamental political divide is the origin of property rights the origin of property rights and and that would be a real discussion not just a couple of contradictory platitudes thrown out there to justify a totally um i would consider unjustifiable treaty such as the nato alliance so anyway I uh, that that's what I think about the concept of territorial integrity. It's not a thing.
1: Very interesting stuff. Do we have any shout outs? Oh, we we have a few.
0: We have a couple. Uh, Okay, so higher side chats. I love to read their meetups because we have very like minded people the February 24th at Pikes Peak Brewing in Colorado Springs is a higher side chat meetup February 26th in Jefferson Georgia Sam Tripoli is going to be at the Revival Hall tap Room. Garrett and a bunch of Propaganda Report people are going to go to the earlier show which starts at 7 but they're going to go to the tap room at 530 so if you have if anybody has a Propaganda Report t-shirt well it's just one person needs to wear one so that other Propaganda Report people can catch up with you and then you could go by yourself if you're in that t-shirt because someone will come up to you.
1: I did tell Sam to open up with Go Dogs and out there in Jefferson, they might love them forever.
0: Okay, well, great. Let's then go out and see if that's true. <laughs> see if that's true. So, okay, we also have that North Carolina mom. Did you tell him that we're uh we're sending a um contingent to his I did. show?
1: Yeah, I did.
0: Yeah, excellent. Hopefully he'll give Garrett a shout out. So um We have a shout out from that North Carolina mom. She says she wants to give a shout out to Bobby in Raleigh for introducing her to the prop report. Back in March of 2020, she says, both of us saw the insanity then and bonded over each Prop Report episode. I want to give a shout out to Monica for introducing me to my favorite North Carolina mom so far, Ashley. And also a shout out to Ashley for just being an all around awesome person and confidant. Although Ashley and I live a couple of hours apart, we've met a couple of times in person, including at one no agenda meetup. We're there for each other when all the BS gets to be too much. And Ashley and I would never have met if not for Monica introducing us. I actually introduced them personally. Personally, Uh, words cannot express how truly grateful I am for all for you all bringing like minded people together. Keep up the good work and the good vibes and great vibes back to you. Christine was at the emotional wellness Zoom party on Saturday. And uh, we have a little clip from her in the excerpt. And it was she's really always brings it. And I really appreciate her and her um, her integrity.
1: Fantastic. Well, you guys can find your drive time news blast every weekday afternoon at thepropagandareport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content Monica was telling you about, you can go to patreon.com slash report and check out the tiers we offer there. We will talk to you guys tomorrow or in the DNB XR. Have a fantastic rest of your share the show Tuesday.